The Bible tells us that God works for the good of those who love him. But we know that good doesn't always mean that things are easy. This podcast is dedicated to sharing God's goodness in all kinds of circumstances. Because life is hard and messy, but God is good and doesn't change. Hello and welcome to Good Things Podcast. I am Emily Honey and I am here with my co-host who will introduce herself. <laughs> I'm the one who said we should change it up and I'm sitting here like yes. a bump on a log and I am Charlie Glenn. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I started to introduce you and then I was like, wait, wait, she wants to introduce herself. <laughs> so then I changed it on you. It's been a little bit since we've done an intro, so that's probably why it didn't go very smoothly, but you know what? That's okay. So <laughs> we are excited to be back with you. It's been a little bit for us since we've recorded, but we're happy to be back and having another conversation about technology today and how God is working using the gaming industry. But before we get into that, mom, what is something good in your life right now? My Oklahoma grandkids called to see if I wanted an on QT. Nice. <laughs> and so right before this um, recording session, they came over with an on QT that their mother most wonderfully thought to buy me while they were out and about. And I, that was really nice to be thought of. And it's dreary here again today, so it's just nice. That was yeah. just a bonus for the day. That is nice. JJ's always so thoughtful. She is. Especially when it comes to fountain drinks. <laughs> For me, especially. For you, yes. <laughs> yes, you both share a love of tea, so that's yes. good. So we are always on the lookout for getting each other tea. Yeah. Well, that's fun. I got a package in the mail yesterday that I'm pretty excited about. I don't know if you've heard of Olive and June, like nail polish and care stuff nope. okay it's just like this company and their thing is that anybody should be able to give themselves like a salon professional manicure at home um, or pedicure so i've just been hearing about it for a while and you know how i love to paint my nails i just yes. I, lo I love it i always yes, have, as do. a teenager i paint my nails all the time especially my toenails so I ordered one of their manicure kits because mm -hmm. my fingernails are just trash. Like they're weak and they break and they tear and they're just awful. So I got one of their kits and it's got like cuticle serum and nail strengthener and Ooh. stuff like that in them. And like, I feel like I mean, I got it yesterday. I feel like I can already kind of tell a difference because I haven't painted my nails yet because I want to use the nail strengthener for a little while because my nails are so weak and like peely and I've always right. been like splitting them in half and stuff like that. I used to chew them when I was growing up. It's really gross, I know, but yeah. I did. So yeah, so I'm excited about it. And also the past few weeks, <clears throat> my cuticles have just been like, I've been picking at them and tearing them into the quick because... I have picking issues, apparently. 
And so I have a problem. It's fine. It's fine. Emily is bearing her soul today. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. All my gross nail habits. So anyway, I got this kit and I've been using this nail like cuticle serum and this nail strengthener. And I feel like it's already helped with my nail, my cuticles not be so dry and my nails feel a bit less. I don't know if they're stronger, but they just don't seem so dry either. It's probably the problem is that I have really dry nails and that's why they split and my cuticles are dry. And so I pick at them because they itch. So that's everything you wanted to know about my cuticles today <laughs> and more. I'm entirely sure more than you wanted to know, but I did paint my toenails and they also have this drops that you can put on at the very end that's like dry drops and it's supposed to make your nails dry really fast so I painted my toenails last night before I went to bed and like no matter what kind of nail polish I've used gel whatever I can do it at night and even let it dry for like an hour and then go to bed and I still have sheet marks on my nails yeah doesn't matter so I use this and I literally did it probably finished like 20 or 30 minutes before I went to bed and put these dry drops on it and they felt dry and so I was like, okay, well, I'm going to go to bed and they're going to have sheet marks on them. So that's what happens, but it's fine. They don't, they look amazing. So okay, I'm impressed because I know annoyed me, even I if know. I painted my nails, fingernails or toenails yeah. you know, a couple of hours before right. bedtime, they always have sheet marks. My, I don't know if it's just because I sleep on my stomach. And so it's like, they're pressing really hard into the sheets. I don't know. But yes, I've always had sheet marks, even if I use like gel polish. So very, very exciting. So that little nail hardening drop thing was a little bit extra. That wasn't that was part worth of the it kit, all. but it was worth it. Yeah. So yeah. I'm very excited, especially because it's summer and I love to paint my nails in the summertime. That's really fun. So you would think today that we were going to be talking about nail care. <laughs> you would think. I, I mean, I'm on it, but that's my good thing. You would be wrong. <laughs> well, I, I know not, that really is a good thing when you have trouble with your nails and right. Yes. Um, just keeping them from tearing and stuff all the time. Yes. And I feel like when I paint them, they get even weaker. So yeah. I'm interested to see how it goes, like using this nail strengthening stuff and all the things you're not supposed, like, it's not supposed to be as bad for your nails as other nail polish. So we'll see. That's really interesting because all my life I've noticed that fingernail polish makes my nails weak. Yes. And so it dries I, them out and on my hands, not so much my toes, but yeah. So I don't ever polish my fingernails yep. because of that. Well, next time I see you, I'll just have to bring this and you can try it and see. Okay. Vacation. Yeah. There you go. So anyway, that's my good thing. I was just very excited to get that. It's like, just a really frivolous thing and I feel like I often buy things that are very practical like maybe they're things that I like or enjoy um, for the house or like clothes or whatever but they're pretty practical like they're things that I probably need and this is like something that feels very frivolous so I'm just kind of excited about it. Well good for you. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. She is one of my frivolous things. Yeah. <clears throat> <laughs> yeah. It's probably a little less expensive for a one-time buy to buy a yeah. cup of tea. So. Yeah. Well, <laughs> but I, I can beat you though, because I frivolously, but I'm loving them very much, bought some expensive clogs, Dansko brand clogs. Because she's going to become a professional clog dancer. <laughs> because... 
No, because I have good support for my own feet. <laughs> oh, there you go. Also good. But I think you should also take a fog dancing. I'm just saying. Just because they're from the dance company. It's really, they, their purpose is to be danced in. You need to let them fulfill their purpose, Mom. Well, dancing. then I'll just dance around the house. Perfect. That sounds good. Okay. Well, if you've just really enjoyed this ridiculousness and learning way too much information about my cuticles and nails, please go and subscribe right now <laughs> to yes. our podcast because you can hear more wonderful frivolous things from us throughout the summer we'll be with you and the foreseeable future every other week and also um you can follow us on instagram and facebook we have accounts on both of those and so you can <laughs> yes, participate do. with us see what kind of shenanigans we get into on the weeks that we're not uh releasing a podcast and just kind of stay in touch with us there go ahead and do those things also if you you know enjoyed all of this ridiculousness, you can rate us five stars and tell us what you enjoyed about it. Or if you enjoy some of the more serious aspects where we actually talk to people who say things of substance, then you can rate us five stars based on that as well. <laughs> and we would appreciate that too. So speaking of saying things of substance, why don't we go ahead and get into our conversation today? We are actually talking with my brother, Charlie's son, yes. one and the same person, Seth Glenn about his involvement in ministry in um, online gaming. So let's go ahead and talk to Seth. Hi, Seth. Hello. Hey, thanks Hi, for being <laughs> Hi. Thanks for being it's on the show today. Time. Right? Did you see her like two minutes ago? Yeah. Uh, maybe five. five. Yeah. Okay. Well, why don't you tell our listeners about yourself because they don't know who you are just yet. Well, some of them do. But why don't you give us an overview of who you are and what you do, who your family is, how wonderful they are and how much you love them. They are doing. wonderful and I do <laughs> love them. Um, let's see. My name is Seth Glynn. I am the older, wiser, um, handsome, awesome older brother to Emily here. Wow. That's a lot of adjectives. <laughs> uh, I like adjectives. What can I say? Let's see, who am I? I am married <laughs> to uh, my beautiful wife, JJ, who has been on the show before. Yes. And we have two awesome kiddos, uh, Grayson and Deacon. Let's see, I work in IT for uh, a hospital in uh, Oklahoma. And uh, on the side, I also serve at my church uh, in, in person. Uh, on the campus with the student ministry, as well as online with the student ministry um, and in other aspects of it. Um, I don't know what else would be a good description for me other than that. <laughs> right. And your oldest son is about to be in the student ministry. He is. He is just finished fifth grade and he is going uh, to be eligible to be in the student ministry next year at church which is crazy. I am not at all prepared for that. I feel like, I feel like he should be still, you know, seven. Right. Uh, but then I remember that my youngest is seven. So um, it's, you know, it's been crazy and it definitely goes by faster than you think. Yeah, that makes sense. I know. I was thinking about it, wondering how he could already be that old and he's not even my child. So it's it does, true. does seem really fast. 
It seemed really fast. Also, I feel like you've left out something really important um, about the woman who, you know, raised you. Um, well, you know, I, I like to think that the listeners are smart enough to put two and two <laughs> together that you're my sister, then uh, Charlie is my mother. Right. She is my mother. Yes. Yes, I am. And you live next door to her, which is why you saw her five minutes before you started it's recording. True. It's, it's true. true. I am fortunate enough to live next door and we get to see each other a lot. Yes. Yeah. But tonight was tornado prep just in case. So. It was. So we were, we were prepping for that. Yeah. Because in Oklahoma, it's, you know, it's just second nature in the spring yeah. to prepare for tornadoes. Yep. Yeah. That's just what you do. Well, hopefully you won't have any tornadoes tonight, but that's not really why we're here to talk to you today. Yes. So we wanted to talk to you about what's wrong. <laughs> I wish all of our listeners could see you. <laughs> Me? Who? Emily is wearing some <laughs> of her husband's like computer glasses to block right. the blue uh, lights. Yes. <laughs> it just, I'm the blue sorry. Light it just struck me so funny all of a sudden. I thought, man, I wish they could see her. Well, maybe I'll take a picture of myself in these glasses. They're just so much lighter than mine. <laughs> I'm going to have to get some. They're Gooders. I don't know if anybody knows anything about glasses, but Gooders are my favorite brand of sunglasses. And now apparently blue light glasses because they're very light and they don't slip when you're like sweaty. Not that you should be sweating while you're interviewing someone on a podcast, <laughs> but my sunglasses I wear outside and they don't slip. So it's good. It's if anyway. you work for Gooders, we would like <laughs> right. to have you advertise yes. on our podcast. Feel free to sponsor that. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to try and rein it back in. That was <laughs> Mom, sorry. can you hold it together while I'm wearing these glasses or do I need to switch to my other ones? Fine. I'll, I'll, be, I'll try not to. Okay. Okay. Don't look at me. Just look at Seth. Okay. So <laughs> Seth. Yes. We ask you to be on the show because, you know, you're awesome and all that, but also true. because you are part of a gaming ministry or your church. So we do want to talk about that. But first, I just want you to tell us a little bit about how you got into gaming as you were growing up. I mean, I already mm -hmm. probably know, but tell our listeners. Such a long story. See if you can. Um, it. <laughs> oh no, I can. <laughs> uh, so, growing up in uh, the '80s and '90s, video games were, you know, Nintendo in front of the TV at my best friend's house, uh, Paul, who I think was on recently. Um, and it was always, you know, sitting down in front of the TV with your friends, playing on the couch or in the floor. Uh, we played on the Nintendo, and then by the time we got to high school and, and then early college, the, um, you know, we were also playing on, on the computer and the, the internet started happening. I'm really dating myself here. The internet right. became uh, much more accessible uh, in the late 90s, early 2000s. And uh, being, as, being someone who had access to a computer uh, since we had been, uh, since Charlie, uh, our mother, had been running a business in our house. We had <laughs> more computers in our house than most people you know, mm -hmm. had at the time. Right. And so I was able to get into that, learn about it. And I was already playing games online in the 90s. And then in 2001, uh, when the Xbox came out, I 
was interning at a church and we the xbox had something where you could actually link four of them together and the students in the ministry i was i was serving at would get together uh, at somebody's house like at least once if not two or three times a week and we would have um everyone show up to play video games on four tvs and so we'd have 16 people playing at once and the rest of the youth group wanted to show up because of that um, and then even the people who didn't play video games would want to show up because we were all hanging out together. And so then was when I realized how much of an impact this was having on the, uh, the ministry of our church, uh, the church that I was at at the time, because we, we were spending time together. We were doing life together as, uh, as a student ministry. And it was an incredible, incredible uh, experience. And I have fringe, I mean, that was 20 years ago now, but I have friends that were part of that group that would show up. Uh, in fact, they're <laughs> one of the students that would show up occasionally for that ended up moving next door to us. Um, he was in the youth group at the time. There's just, it, it's just something that video games were used. Um, and before that, you know, everyone in the church definitely would look down on video games, but we were using them in such a way that we were just creating community yeah. with it. And so I've played video games most of my life uh, in some form or another, but uh, that was definitely when I realized that it was something that it was more than just entertainment. It was something that had an impact. And then the relationships and the culture around it um, created this new community that that I really felt needed to be reached, which is why I started some initiatives within the last three or four years, which is what we're why you wanted to talk about it today. Yeah. Because it is a growing segment and demographic and community worldwide that is yeah. something that I feel passionate about that we as Christians definitely need to be involved in. Yeah. And because when you play the same games as other people, you immediately have a connection point up to talk to people. Yeah, um, absolutely. For sure. So that makes a lot of sense. So why don't you tell us about the initiatives, as you called them? I was going to call them ministries. I don't know what they are. So yeah, well, <laughs> tell well, us it's about It's definitely them. a ministry. It's definitely okay. a ministry. Uh, over, over the last 20 years that I've been involved in serving in youth ministries, in different churches over the over that time, there has always been video games involved. Um, and but most of the time, it's just like uh, you know, maybe a church has a console that they have in the in the youth room or the children's ministry that the, the kids or students show up and they play before they sit down and and you know get into that day's lesson and. That has been happening since since 2000. Since since then, right. that has been happening. About five plus years ago, I started uh, serving at the church that I'm at currently, which is Life Church. It's based in Oklahoma, but there are 35 plus campuses across the U.S. And then they also have a massive online ministry with Church Online. Yeah, they created a, a platform for it. Um, they they also are the ones who created the Bible app on right the, the iphone version it was app the U version bible yeah. app it, it yeah. literally was a a one of the first apps or it was a launch app on the iphone 
yeah. in 2008 when it came out. It's amazing. Um, so they, so they already had a, had a history of diving into things that were new and unexpected um, and being a part of, of, you know, changing technology and, and how, you know, culture is changing around that technology. So I started serving with their student ministry soon after we started attending Life Church, And a couple of years into it, I was serving at the regular Wednesday meeting uh, and I was talking with a friend of mine there talking about how I really felt like video games were, were exploding as a, as a culture and exploding in relevance as far as like the demographic, um, just to throw some numbers out at you um, and your Uh listeners. Yeah. Um, So the games industry is, probably exceeding, but it was, it's, was expected to reach at least $180 billion in revenue by 2021, which to put that in perspective is more than all professional sports. Wow. And the movie industry and the music industry combined. That's crazy. Wow. Yeah. And I know that they even have like, I don't know what the name is, but they have like professional competitions for gamers. Like you can be a professional gamer. Yeah, esports. esports is the term, and it's. Uh, I can talk a little bit, a little bit about that in a second. But, but yeah, it's it's something that is definitely fully ingrained into our culture today. Right. Um, with that revenue, it's uh, it's projected there's over two and a half billion gamers, people who play games in some form or fashion, and that doesn't mean that they play games in front of a TV, on a console, or on a computer. That could be playing games on your phone when you're in the doctor's office that could be playing games or the bathroom. That's I'm sure a very popular place. (laughs) I'm just saying people are achieving new levels while they're going to the bathroom. Absolutely. We have our phones with us everywhere and our phones are more powerful than the video games I grew up on. So absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, 2.5 billion people in the world who classify as a gamer, quote unquote, and it's funny, the average age of gamers is actually not, you know, like teenagers and 20-somethings. It's actually like the mid-30s hmm. is the average age of gamers. 70% of them are actually over 18. Uh, roughly 60% of Americans play video games on a daily basis. Wow. And, and even it's, it's not just, you know, boys and men that are doing it either. It's uh, in the U.S. it's up to 45% are women. Yeah. Or female. So, uh, so yeah, so it's, it is a huge demographic. It is arguably one of the largest demographics when taking into effect what, um, when considering like who you're reaching. And so with all those numbers, when I started looking at those numbers and I started seeing how video games and esports specifically, as well as, uh, live streaming, which over the last five years has become very popular uh, which if you don't know what live streaming is, it is people who sit down at their con- you know, their console or their computer or even from their phone and they will play video games and they will stream it on the internet to YouTube or Twitch, which is one of the most, it is the most popular platform for streaming and people will watch them play and they will uh, sit in a chat room and, you know, talk to the person who's streaming. They'll talk to each other. There's communities mm-hmm. built around uh, people streaming. And that's basically what 
streamers are is they're people who they're entertainers, but they're also people who are building community. Right. And, and so following and, and they're building a follow, you know, for whatever reason, they are building a community. They're building a following. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's, it's, um, you know, it's, it's something that is very popular. And so, and do they make money off of this? Uh, a lot do. Yeah. Uh, I say a lot do some do. Uh, right. most don't, Sure. <laughs> <laughs> most do it as a hobby. Most do it because they want to, you know, maybe try to make it a profession, but there's a very small percentage that actually do it as a full-time profession. Uh, profession. And I say a small percentage, there's still more than you would think that have quit their day job to do this full time because they have seen a community of followers that's, you know, 100, 200, 500, thousands of people strong who literally will pay them a subscription of $5 a month uh, to, to watch them play and be a part of that community and, and, and be, you know, involved in each other's lives. Um, so there's the streaming aspect of it. And then there's the esports aspect of it, which is very competitive. Um, you know, anything that we do, we always want to turn into a competition, whether it's eating. At least you or, do. Yeah. No, no, not at all. Like, whether it's, I'm just saying we as, we as humans, whether it's eating sure, or right. playing a sport or playing a video game, um, we always find a way to turn it into a competition. Uh, of some of some kind so uh esports is the term but it's really become something that is almost like an alternative sport uh, because there are teams that are based uh, on locations like they're based in cities just like professional sports teams are and these are considered professionals in their field they have it's not just people who are really good at games who are sitting at home doing nothing but playing video games I mean, these are teams that are getting paid uh, $30,000, dollars $50,000 a year by an organization that are owned by people who own other teams like, you know, the Dallas Mavericks, the, you know, professional football teams. They, all of these owners have gotten involved in esports to where they, they pay for, um, you know, housing and uh, they have meal plans and they have, you know, they uh, take uh, personal health seriously it's not mm. people who are just playing video games they it is just as um, kind of intense as everything else but it's also kind of the wild west of competitive uh, entertainment because they are going through things that you know learning how to learning how to be a part of an organization I mean there's just there's so much it's so much about yeah. it it's, it's a huge industry um, there's no but, precedent really for what's happening for the there. last uh, I mean, not necessarily as far as, um, as far as, as an entertainment industry where anyone could do it. I mean, because literally anyone can be a professional at a high level if they're, if they're playing it. Um, whereas in you don't have to be in peak physical performance right. like you do with basketball or football. Right. Um, so it appeals to a lot more people. It appeals right. to people who are average you know every everybody can everybody can watch this like uh, unlike basketball and football where you watch it but you don't you can't really play it with these with these esports you know video game titles you can watch it and then you can go play it uh at the same time and you can yeah you know play with your friends whether you you know you don't have to physically meet together and play because we're all so online 
So that's a lot of information. Sorry. <laughs> but uh, yeah, there's the two aspects, esports and, and streaming. Yeah. You know, both, both part of this entertainment industry, um, but they, they are a little bit separate, even though they're very closely related. Um, and so three years ago, <laughs> I met with a friend who is on staff at Life Church, um, and he had a similar passion and vision for reaching people in the gaming industry, reaching people through video games. In this, you know, this, this demographic of two and a half billion people in the world, we saw that there was n- not really anything being done by the local church yeah. to reach this group of people. Yeah, definitely. And so we started three years ago, um, not really an organization, but under uh, under the under the church as kind of a a small group or or a, a small ministry, if you will, we started um, we started Life Church Gaming, and we that's what we called it. And it was basically just the two of us uh, before we finally found some others, and we were getting online and we were streaming on Twitch, um, and we would play games, but then we would also stream the services on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Uh, because he, because he was on staff, he had access to all of the materials, and so we would stream the service on Sundays, and then we would talk about it and play games together. Uh, later, we we had throughout the history of that, we also would hold Bible studies, you know, weekly Bible studies where we would have through the YouVersion Bible app, we would uh, do a Bible study together, and everyone could join, and we could comment right. on it, and then we would talk about it at night. <clears throat> And everybody had access to. And everybody the has same access Bible to Bible study because yes, it's through absolutely. the version app. Yeah. Because it's through the version, we all had access to it. And you and did it be- on Twitch, right? Yeah, we we streamed on Twitch and talked about it on Twitch. And while we're not doing, while we're not actively streaming the Bible study sessions anymore, um, because there's been a lot of changes in the last three years. Um, namely. Um, you know, it was something that we tried. It was something that we did. And we had people that joined us. We had people that liked that. And then we had people that would come for the games and then we would have spiritual conversations with them sometimes. Um, You know, it was another avenue for us to build relationships with people who wouldn't normally, who wouldn't normally talk to someone about church. Uh, In fact, if you searched for church, on Twitch's website, uh, we were at at the time we were the first one to pop up hmm. uh, because there wasn't that many. Now, over the, over the course of the last three years, not only did we we have that ministry going, but we also kind of started uh, find, we started meeting new people who were Christians who were also streaming, who were also doing similar things to what we were doing, um, but more often it was just people who were Christians who were streaming and maybe they were actively talking about their faith. Maybe they weren't, but we have basically created at this point, we actually have a kind of a, a loose organization, a, a network of Christian and family friendly, family friendly streamers that we have community with each other and we support each other and we, you know, we'll pray for each other if we have prayer requests and all of this came together because of video games. Yeah. And also through that, we've met people who are in other churches, you know, and we're finding more all the time, people who are children's pastors or youth ministers or pastors of the church who play games 
and they share their faith on a regular basis. They talk to people, they're, you know, loving and encouraging and, and they're building community. So about a year ago now, well, actually when the pandemic happened or before the pandemic happened, we actually had started doing things with uh, our student ministry at Life Church. We had someone from the ministry who was also passionate about gamers and gaming, and they joined us and uh, started doing some things with us. And it, and it was really fun and exciting, and they were also kind of learning about it at the time. Mm-hmm. So three or four months later, the pandemic happens, and they were considering trying to start their own Twitch channel because on Twitch, uh, when you stream, you have a channel and it has a, you know, your, your own name associated with it. Mm -hmm. So they were thinking of creating their own for the student ministry. And we were basically like, you know, we created this because we wanted the church to be involved. Let's just turn this into the student ministry one. And that that way you don't have to start from scratch. Mm. And so uh, they were like, Oh yeah, that's, that's great. (laughs) And so (laughs) Uh, so we actually converted Life Church Gaming uh, to be uh, Switch Online, which switches our student ministry. And so now the student ministry is 100% behind it, and they are. Uh, it is part of the Switch Online ministry uh, because during the pandemic, while while Life Church had church online uh, on Sundays and they had mm-hmm. services all throughout the week, they didn't really have a presence for student ministry online. Yeah. And so they were kind of starting that from the ground up. And so Twitch became a part of that uh, ministry. And so it, it's been really cool over the last year. Um, I, I have gone from being one of the sole people responsible for this ministry to being able to kind of um, let other people who, um, you know, have high energy and, and some of them are other youth pastors at different campuses and they will be on the stream and, and communicating with people. And I get to, I get to help uh, the organization part in the background now. Yeah. And so it's, and, it's been really interesting to do that. And do you enjoy that part more, the background part, or do you? Um, I mean, I enjoy both. Yeah. But I think with where Life Church Gaming was before we changed to Switch Online, it was a lot of effort to try to do it, um, not fully on our own, but until the, until the church stepped in and was on board and, and we could use more of their resources uh, because they, part of what it is uh, with streaming is that you're creating content, much like right. a podcast, you are producing content, you're producing graphics, you're producing, you learn audio engineering, you learn yeah. uh, video, you know, how to set up good video with good lighting. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's, there's a lot Which of production. Which is why you look so nice right now and sound so it's, good. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's true. I have uh, the setup for streaming and podcasting because, mm-hmm. because of it. But yeah, we, it's something that through all of that, you know, there's, there's so much production that goes with it. And Life Church has an abundance of resources. Um, they, they actually give away all of their resources and materials for free. Yeah. Um, and they have an incredible, uh, it's called open, it's been called open network. I think they may be changing it to call church to church, but they, they give away a ton of resources to anyone that wants them, whether they're a church or an individual who is kind of, you know, starting a ministry or something, it's all free. Um, but then more so with the student ministry, 
we were able to start taking their produced content that they use for their for their uh, services that they have in their campuses, uh, and they're putting that online, and they're now actually creating content that is not just for campuses, but also works with their with their online. And through that, and through Twitch, and through YouTube, they're seeing people from all over the world now. And it's a different demographic than what they were already reaching through church online. That's awesome because there are going to be different people who are doing Twitch versus looking for church online. Well, and not just Twitch. I mean, they, 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 like I said, they built a platform for church online uh, right. where they host the video. They have their own dedicated chat. Um, they built it before Twitch was even a thing. Um, they built it, I don't want to say 15 years ago now or so. And, and that is also something to give away to churches. They give away that yeah. whole platform. So any church can sign up and they can use that. And, and that is actually something during the pandemic that also expanded exponentially Sure. because churches yeah. weren't able to meet and they were able to use the church online platform. And use it for free, which is amazing because churches Absolutely. were not getting Absolutely. They went from, <laughs> the you know, resources probably, that they had. Yeah. They went from probably several hundred churches to several thousand That's uh, in a matter of months. Uh, I don't know what the numbers are now, but yeah, it, it was incredible. It was pretty awesome to see. So with the Switch ministry now, we have the church online or the Switch online platform where they host a lot of their services, which is the service that the students see on when we meet in person. But then they also, yeah, then they also will push content over to us uh, on Twitch, uh, on their YouTube channel, on Instagram. I mean, it is a full online ministry at this point. Yeah. Part of why we're talking is that I'm not like some big innovator necessarily, but I definitely, um, it's something that I'm passionate about that I felt people were not like people who are in this, in this industry and in this um, demographic of gamers weren't, you know, they, they were not, the church was not doing anything for them. Yeah. They weren't trying to meet them where their interests lie. Where they're at. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and so now that's not the case. Now they, now we are, we're meeting them uh, out there on Twitch. We're meeting them on YouTube and we are doing things, you know, trying new things all the time. You know, we, we have actually, started kind of our own internal like esports league with a certain games where uh, we have teams from some of the different church campuses uh, as well as some that are strictly online that they don't they don't attend the life church campus but we have kind of a tournament going right now and we're going to see that expand i'm sure um, but then we also get to even though school has ended for the semester and our in-person meetings for our student ministry have ended. Um, the the switch online ministry isn't stopping. They're continuing to go throughout the summer. They're producing yeah. content for it. Uh, so it's it's really it's really an, a an amazing time to be in this because we are seeing things like this grow in such a massive way. Um, yeah. And so for my part, I'm. Like I said, I'm not in front of the camera anymore where I'm streaming as much. I still do occasionally, but I get to, you know, help. I'm helping with the team that is deciding, okay, you know, what are, what are we going to do? Uh, you know, what are some events we want to do? How are we going to, uh, you know, reach these goals that we have? Uh, stuff like that. And, and I'm doing that with Switch Online, but I would say just as a Christian, I'm still involved in 
all these other this this network of Christian streamers that I am a part of now. And so personally, I'm I you know invest a lot of time into uh, Twitch, you know, into getting on and seeing friends that I've made getting in their channels when they're streaming and, and giving them, you know, encouragement and support. And then just being, it's like just being there for a friend kind of thing. Yeah. It's an incredible, incredible and kind of crazy hobby slash ministry. Yeah. It sounds it. And it sounds like it's really like exploded since last year when people kind of just got stuck at home and didn't have the community that they were used to and were able to find community in a just different way. So that's really, really cool. And now hopefully yeah. people can see that and um, continue to find community in ways that they may not have previously. So yeah, that's we, really awesome. Yeah, definitely. We as humans crave community and crave yeah. to be a part of relationships with other people. Um, not all the time, obviously, <laughs> but <laughs> some of us don't, don't like it as much as others, but in general, it's something that we all desire. And yeah. so being able to be there and be online and create um, this community and encourage this community has been something that was definitely an unlooked for positive in a year and a half where everything was very negative. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. So I have um, a technical okay. question. Okay, so good. As, I was going to ask you if you have any questions, Mom. As a part <laughs> of, um, of the whole makeup of it, while they're online, is there like a place to instant message someone or go into a private chat room if they have questions about the Bible, about God, you know, about having a so personal during, relationship or, with Christ? Sure. How, did, how did they do that? So part of streaming, and this, and this was uh, the church online platform that Life Church created, like I said, 15 years ago part of how they created it and part of how they have grown that um, has been that they have uh, live, live chatting happening during the service. And it's, and it's just like an open large chat room that, that does that. Now they do have the opportunity to have private conversations on their platform as well. But, um, and, and that's very similar to what Twitch and YouTube and, and other things that, you know, even, streaming video on Facebook is the same thing. Yeah. Uh, there is, there is live chat going on uh, during, during the stream. Right. And then as far as, as far as those platforms go, there is a private message uh, feature right. that you can have private conversations with a lot of those conversations about, you know, people asking about God or asking about why we believe something, you know, why we believe the way we believe Part of those conversations happen uh, in chat between the person on camera speaking and the people in chat. So there's a lot of times an active dialogue about that. More than just on on during a stream, part of part of the gaming culture of community, you know, is more than just outside of the stream. There's um, there are platforms like Discord, which is similar to Slack or Microsoft Teams, mm -hmm. uh, it, oh, okay. it's, it's like a shared, shared platform where you can um, chat throughout the rest of the week. Part of the community that we built, and this is what a lot of streamers and gamers do, is that they have this community, but the community is 
more than just when they're live online. Mm -hmm. It's all throughout the week and they chat and they share pictures and they ask questions. And so we have that through our platforms for Switch Online for Twitch. We use Discord, but then also there's, like I said, we use all of social media yeah. uh, is, is right. available for that. We use Facebook, right. we use Twitter, we use you know, Instagram, all, all of that gets used in this. And so when people have questions, we answer it where they are. We'll answer it on Twitch if they're asking in chat or if they ask in Discord, uh, we have specific channels for talking about you know, what the Bible says and, and the study yeah. of scripture. I and mean, we have people from different faiths, uh, from different religions, world religions that will come in and ask questions. And we have uh, volunteers that will will chat with them, um, yeah. you know, and, and we welcome, you know, having conversations about stuff like that. Absolutely. I mean, like, obviously some people want to come in and be jerks about it sometimes. Yeah. Um, but, you know, they're just looking, they're just they, looking to get, they uh, want to have a, a fight. response. Yeah. They want, yeah. they want to come in and have a fight, but that doesn't, yeah. you know, we, we know how to handle that. And I deal with those on the online ministry I volunteer for. We call them trolls. Sure. I'm sure. Yes. You know. it's, yeah. def, it's a term that was coined in the gaming world. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So. Because they are, you know, uh, metaphorically speaking, you know, people with an ugly attitude that want to come in and, and cause problems. So, right. Yeah. But yeah, it's uh, it's definitely something that we we've had. We've had people who have done, you know, we've we've had people that come in and ask questions, and they've, you know, come to know Christ through Twitch and Switch Online, and you know, through through the through that community and through that group. And so it's something that is a very viable community, but it's also something that is very early in its stage of ministry because n nobody nobody has done it before. Yeah. And I say, I'm not saying nobody besides Life Church. I'm just saying like Life Church and there are other churches actually, other large churches in the United States uh, and across the world. Uh, one of the friends I have is a pastor in Australia. Yeah. Because of the time difference, he really thought he was the only Christian or the only minister who was streaming on Twitch for a long time. Mm. And uh, because we were all asleep whenever he was streaming. <laughs> Right. Uh, yeah. And then we finally had overlap one time and he realized that there's this big community of believers who are, were streaming at the same time. It, but it's been awesome to see from his side of things because he has uh, now traveled. He actually took less of, of a role and a salary at his church to have a bigger ministry online. And he, I know, travels across Australia and talks to other churches and other ministries and other groups about the ministry that he has. Uh, and then there's other large churches that, that have done it too. So like I said, not that we are the only church doing it or that no one else is doing it, but uh, it's just such a new, yeah. new thing, a new ministry, a new opportunity. It's, it's kind of a try it. And if it doesn't work, let's try something else. <laughs> right. Right. It's a trial and error type of, type of Absolutely. situation. That's cool. All right. Well, mom, do you have any other questions for Seth? No, I was just going to make the statement that, you know, there are really good things that came out of the pandemic and yeah, it sounds like it really gave you guys the opportunity to see this ministry grow much fuller, much broader because of the pandemic. Yeah, yeah. we really did. Um, really cool. Like I said, the, the ministry 
of the three years that I've been doing it, the first two were very much just a small group of us. And then because of the pandemic, it really forced the church to say, oh, we need to be invested in these other areas, right. uh, not just gaming, but gaming and streaming and, and having a presence online. And so it's, yeah. it's definitely, definitely grown because of the world we're in right now. Yeah. Right. That's cool. All right. Well, we have one last question for you and I think Shoot. you probably know what it is, but we always ask all the people on our show, what something good is in their lives. So what's something good in your life right now, other than oh, that man. you get to see my lovely face today. That's true. That's true. <laughs> it is good. Uh, no, something, something that is good uh, in my life, seeing my, seeing my oldest now be able to be a part of the student ministry uh, and be old enough to be a part of a youth group has been something that has very much been motivation, but it's always been, oh, it'll happen someday. Right. <laughs> and now that it's here and I see that, uh, it's something that I'm looking forward to seeing him grow as a person in his walk with Christ and, and as he gets to be involved in student ministry, you know, and so, and so it's, it's good. Yeah, that is a really good thing. And it's really neat to see how Grayson's grown up. It's, it's pretty fun to watch and also really crazy. So yeah, Seth, thanks for being on the show today. Absolutely. It's been fun talking to you. <laughs> it has been fun. I'm sure I'll talk to you again soon. Well, that was really fun to talk to Seth. It really was. I, it's always fun when the three of us get together. It is. It is. And it was really fun to hear about his ministry in the gaming world via Twitch and all of those things that are quickly leaving my mind because I don't I haven't experienced any of them, so I don't necessarily make a ton of sense to me, but I can imagine it. So, <laughs> so yeah, it's just really cool to hear all the things that he and uh, his church and other believers are doing to reach people who are gamers and spend a lot of time online. So what's something that you thought was really good from our conversation? I was really blown away by the enormity of this industry. Yeah. And he, it's crazy. you know, the numbers that he brought out, how it's bigger than combined, you know, NFL, basketball, all, all those things. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's just like, wow. But yeah. then you have to think about it. Anyone has the ability or opportunity in their home to get online and play a game. Right. Whereas we can't all go be a football star, basketball star. Or yeah. Or even a model or a, right. you know, whatever. Right. Yes. Do. Famous actor, yeah. actress, or famous girls do. Girls can play professional basketball. And I'm pretty <laughs> sure they have it, like women's football leagues as well. So let's not discriminate here. I know, I know. But, you know, uh, what I was trying to, I was thinking of, you know. <laughs> Geniality, you know. Oh, right. We're not all going to be one of those people. Right. That's true. Yes. No, we're not all going to be Miss America or whatever. Right. Some of us are a good foot too short for that. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, it is pretty cool that it's kind of, it's a, a more level playing field. There is, I think, still some maybe monetary hindrance, like people of certain socioeconomic levels may not be as able to have video games to play right? right they may not be able to purchase them or own them right but i think that 
as far as like the physical or your genetic ability to do something, that's a pretty level playing field for right. sure to become one of these, what did he call it? Esports, one of these esports yeah. yeah. um, players yeah. or whatever. So, and I guess, cool. you know, it just, yeah, it just astounded me how big yeah. it is worldwide. Yeah. And what yeah, a great opportunity they have to share Christ that, that way. Right. Yeah. I think that's what I, found the most exciting and most, um, you know, interesting about it is just that there's so many people around the world do, playing games online and just the opportunity or even the idea to make it a place to share Christ, like using the platform Twitch and having live streams that have involved Bible studies or, you know, live streaming this their church service or that sort of thing is just really really cool and just kind of how it's blown up a ton in the past year because of the pandemic so I, I thought that was really really cool and just really neat to see how God took that passion in Seth three or four years ago and was able to have something started to use when all this happened when everything went online and so right. I think that's really really um, cool part of the story that exactly. we talked about today. Well, was there anything else you wanted to add, Mom? No. Um, you know, I'm not going to lie. As his mom, I'm proud. And as <laughs> a believer, and he's my brother in Christ, I'm, I'm really proud of the fact that he has an outlet that he goes to to share the gospel. Yeah. Like that. I, yeah. Yeah. And I think yeah. it's a lot like when we talked to Randy, like Seth is uniquely positioned to do this. Right. He, God made him with this passion and this put him in this particular time in history as well, gave right. him these interests and desires to enable him um, to do these things. And so I think it's really, really cool to see him using those gifts and those um, interests that God's given him. And so it just makes me think a little bit harder about like, what are my interests and gifts that God's using to um, to impact people for the Lord? Like yeah. he's placed me in this particular time and place and giving, given me my specific interests and likes and dislikes and how can I use those to glorify him right. where, where he's placed me. So that's exactly. really, really cool. Yeah. yeah. Well, why don't you close us in prayer? Okay. Okay. Father, I just thank you for how you open our eyes to opportunities to share your gospel and for the impact that can be made online. And I thank you for Seth's opportunity to be a part of that. Lord, I pray that we will all realize what gifts and um, abilities you've given us and what unique opportunities you're giving us to share your gospel. And I pray that we would act on that and be very aware of those around us who need to hear your gospel. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you all for listening, and we'll talk to you again in two weeks.